Back with us. Welcome in on this Friday morning. We appreciate you tuning in this morning, and we are pleased and honored to have with us uh, Andy Thomas from Baylor Baseball, number 25 in your program, number one in your heart, who joins us from uh, home there in California. And, Andy, good morning. to You're getting up early for us this morning, uh, Pacific time. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Absolutely. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. This is not uh, – so what's your normal uh, – norm, a normal schedule for you? You're not normally up this early, are you? <laughs> no, quarantine or even when I'm back at school, I'm usually yeah. not up this early. So <laughs> a little early, but I'm more than happy to get up to be on your show. Well, appreciate it. It's great to hear from you. And uh, Rachel uh, put me onto your uh, podcast, and I listened to that this morning. Hey, really good job. I mean, that is really good. How would you have the idea to start that? Well, thank you so much for the podcast. Um, I I just going around the house, you know, kind of bored, doing my schoolwork, and thinking to myself, I think I could make a podcast. And so yeah. I thought I had a few good things to talk about, and I think I'm going to have some good, more good, you know, podcast ideas coming up. But I thought that people might want to hear what I have to say, so I decided now oh, let's try it, you know, with my uh, computer mic. And then I talked to my grandma; she got me a little better setup, and so kind of just took off from there. I'm learning as I go, though. It's been fun. It's really good. I mean, I've listened to the first episode only, but uh, it, it's really good. You know, you are, uh, uh, you know, the term loquacious. You know what that means? I have no idea. What okay. That means, <laughs> <laughs> you are you are well spoken, and it's not easy to do well, a podcast you. when you're you know you're you're just talking. It's not like you're talking to someone or interviewing someone. It's just you. But you uh, you pulled it off really well, and that's a that's a real art. A lot of people I don't think could do that. Thank you so much. There's a lot of trial and error for sure. I uh, like you said when you're not talking to someone, you're you got to kind of imagine someone's there and that you're right. having a conversation with somebody. So it was a bit strange at first, but thank you. I do appreciate the compliment. No, it's very good. It really is. Behind the Dish is uh, the name of it. And where could folks find that if they're listening to us and they want to find your podcast? Uh, it's currently on my Twitter right now, okay. uh, but I'm, I got a couple uh, email requests to get on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So it should be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify by the end, by the end of the week. Hey, there you go. So, Perfect. That's great. Well, how yes, how are th- how are things in California? Uh, you seem like you're you know half a world away from where we are here in Waco. But just you know, with the sheltering in and everything going on, just give us a sense of how things are uh, there in California. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the past three and a half weeks, uh, been home, and I think for two and a half. The last two and a half weeks, we've been in a pretty serious shelter in place. I think it went in a little earlier than Texas did. Um, I think our governor thought there was some more uh, worry just because there's some huge numbers popping up in San Jose and San Francisco, and so he made that decision early to shut it down. So we've been we've been in that shelter in place for two and a half weeks now, and for the past I don't know two weeks, there's been a mandatory mask protocol, mask and glove protocol when you go out in public. So it's been pretty serious, but. You know, I've been trying to take it as light as possible and staying at home more than anything. I think it's the best thing we can do. So I've been staying at home a lot. You know, my workouts I'm doing at home, uh, eating at home, uh, just doing everything at home. <laughs> it's really boring, but, you know, it's probably best for for the country for sure. Are our folks, you know, around where you are and where you live, uh, are they being compliant with this for the most part? I mean, everybody understands the seriousness of it, and they're, you know, they're they're doing what they're told. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, you, you see people walking around the neighborhood and whatnot, but when you go out in public, it's pretty much a ghost town, you know, except for the few things like the grocery stores, which people have to go to. But other than that, the beaches are all closed. The you know restaurants and bars down here are all closed for anything except takeout. So it's, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of eerie, but it's uh, it's been good. It's been good to spend time with family and, you know, stay in the home and and get a bunch of rest, except for this morning. <laughs> <laughs> except for us getting you up early this morning. And you, uh, <laughs> you, you you mentioned this on the podcast. You had hopes of going out there and getting some golf in, you know, with the extra time. But, whoops, nope, no golf course, no golfing yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. It's, I'm, I'm bummed. Uh, most of the golf courses where I live down here in uh, Pacific Beach are, are municipal um, state-run courses. So they were one of the first things to shut down, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I was planning on doing some golfing, planning on doing some fishing, but beaches and bays are closed and golf courses are closed. So it's kind of left me to isolate and start my podcast, really. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Thomas with us, uh, Baylor baseball senior catcher. Andy, and I remember talking to you right before that uh, opening series against Nebraska, that opening series at home at Baylor Ballpark, and you guys were all pretty pumped up about getting into the season. Obviously lost that Friday night game, but went on to win that uh, that uh, that series, and it was a, a really good look for, for Baylor. How did you guys feel? I, I know obviously the season got cut short, but how did you guys feel that you were playing as a unit, as a team, uh, until up until the, the minute when you couldn't play anymore? Yeah, absolutely. Um I thought we had really good momentum going. You know, we, we did lose a couple key Friday night games um, that opening weekend. Then we lost at Cal Poly on Friday. But other than that, we had really good momentum going. You know, we lost a couple midweeks, and I think our record didn't show as good of a team as we actually were when we got cut short. But we swept the SEC, you know, we went out and battled against Nebraska. We, we handled Cal Poly, you know, one, one or two different pitches against that Cal Poly series and sweep them as well. So I thought we had a really good year going. Uh, we had really, really good pitching, and our hitting was just starting to click. So give us two more weeks in that season, and I think we're uh, we're probably one or two in the Big 12 that year. You know, so it, it, was fr- it was frustrating, but, you know, it is what it is. Right, no, no doubt about that. You know, it's funny you mentioned the the Friday nights. You lost a couple of those Friday night games, but you were able to bounce back. You know, and win those series that you lost on Friday nights. Was it one of those uh, situations or even feelings like, what is going on with Fridays? We bounced back over the weekend and we're great, but what's going on with Friday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually, you know, your Friday, your Friday is your most dominant performance by both pitchers. So when we were losing a couple of those Fridays, I mean. It, you know, it worried us at the beginning of the weekend, but at the same time, we had the confidence to go out the rest of the weekend and say, you know what, Friday's over, let's go get Saturday and Sunday and get a series win. So, which I think that showed our team had great resili- resiliency. Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyway, that we were very resilient. How about that? And that uh, we could uh, battle back from the toughest adversity. So, I was proud of the team, but it got cut short. Andy, that weekend in Houston, the uh, Shriners Hospitals for Children Classic, man, what a great weekend for you guys. Wins over uh, Missouri, LSU, and Arkansas. Uh, at least a couple of those, right, were comeback wins. What a great weekend that was. Yeah, it was a blast. Like you said, the comeback wins. It, 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 there's no better feeling than a comeback win, um, and especially against three top-tier SEC teams. So it was good. I think we struck early versus Missouri. They tied it up, and then we took the lead, and then we were down 4 nothing versus LSU, but, and then got the, uh, got the win versus Arkansas. But that LSU game, I think, showed the heart of this team being down 4 nothing 
I mean, being down four nothing versus anybody's tough as it is, but being down four nothing versus LSU is a little bit different monster, when, especially when they have ten to fifteen thousand people in the stands, and we don't have a ton of experience. You know, I think me and Nick and Chase have a little experience, and uh, Mac in the outfield, but other than that, there's not a ton of experience as the hitters. But our young hitters are the ones that stepped up in that game, and with Ricky and Chase having big big shots there, and Nick with that absolute monster bomb. So it, it was awesome to see the heart of that team in that game. Andy, you guys ended up playing really one of the last, uh, maybe was the last uh, event for Baylor this year. It was Wednesday, March 11th. You played Dallas Baptist uh, at Baylor Ballpark. Uh, with everything that was swirling around, you know, a lot of uncertainty going into that game, what was uh, what were you guys thinking when you played that game against DBU? Um. So the game versus DBU wasn't – we hadn't really heard anything yet, or at least our coaching okay. staff hadn't – you know, didn't maybe didn't want to worry us during the midweek game or whatnot. But we you. hadn't heard anything. But the next day at practice is when everything started to unfold. And that practice was eerie. That's the best way I can describe it. It was – it had a really, like, cold feeling to it. Um, we were practicing, um, and we got the word that most of the classes are going to go online, which at first we were all extremely excited about. <laughs> because, you know, we, as a unit in the clubhouse, we thought, cool, we don't really have to go to class anymore. We can just play ball and, you know, do that sort of thing. But as it got more and more serious, it started to turn into, oh, this actually might might cancel our season, might cut our season short. So it was a super scary time, but uh, I think our coaching staff helped us through it the best that they could, and uh, the team stayed stayed together pretty good. What was that conversation like when when it came down to okay, there's not going to be a season. You know, they're, they're going to have to they're going to have to cut it short. And, and like you said, you were you guys were really starting to get going and, and felt like you were a really good team and looked like a pretty close unit as well. But just those conversations, realizing that hey, we're not going to have any season, guys. What was that like? It, it, there's no way to prepare for it, so it, it was hard. Um, I think a lot of our guys did the best job we could have with. Um, our coach is telling us slow by slow, hey, this is going to be cut, this is going to be cut short, this is going to be cut short, hey, no more classes, stuff like that. So our coaches did a pretty good job preparing us for it, but there's no, there's nothing really you can do for, hey, your season's now over. And especially being a senior, I know we have a bunch of other seniors, I think there's 12 of us, that, that's hard to hear because you, your mind goes into like instant panic. And like, what does this mean? So... It was scary. It was hard. Um, but, you know, I think with the NTA's decision, what they've done is they've done a really good job allowing all and the seniors to come back. So really scary, but, but at the same time, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, a great move by the NCAA to do that. Baylor is certainly uh, open to making it work for you know seniors to come back for another year. Uh, what, what's your? Uh, I understand you you really haven't made a definitive decision yet on what you're going to do, but kind of walk us through your thought process on that option. Yeah, for sure. I, I still haven't made a definitive answer quite yet. I'd, I'd love to come back and play for sure. That's my number one goal. Um, I'd also really love to get into better law. So if I can make both of those things, both of those things happen, that would be the dream for me. Uh, but it all comes down to money. Uh, I don't think any of us seniors plan for a fifth year financially. So making that financially happen would be the number one thing. And then getting into law school would be number two. So 
if I had all that of the law school and the money figured out, I'd be back in a heartbeat. But as of right now, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. So I think in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll find out some more info and get that all squared away for, for me potentially coming back to that this year. How much of that conversation are you having uh, with Coach Rodriguez about, about weighing your options and trying to get everything figured out? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my primary source. Him and our um, academic advisor, Paige, that's the, that's the two people I'm talking to the most, um, trying to get that figured out. And it's hard because they have so many things that they have to do and so many people that they have to talk to as well. So, you know, it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm trying to stay as patient as possible, and we'll see where it takes it. But, you know, I think that having a positive attitude about this and, and hoping for the best, and no matter what the situation turns out to be, it will be okay. So I, I'm excited. I, I would love to come back more than anything. That's that's what I want, and that's what I hope that we can make happen. So right now it's just a waiting game. Well, you know we'd love to have you back uh, back on the field for another year next year, but we want what's best for you, and law school sounds like a great option for you. So uh, good luck as you work through those decisions. It's great to visit with you, and uh, we really do appreciate you getting up early this morning. I know uh, you, you've got the option of sleeping in a little bit now more than normal, so thanks for being on with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.